Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Impact of Influence, the tragic story of a powerful South Carolina family and the mysterious deaths that they are linked to. Hi, friend. I am Matt Harris, and my co-host is Seton Tucker. Welcome to the Murdoch Family Murders Impact of Influence podcast. If it sounds a little different today, that is because uh, I have to be via Zoom because my wife, Amy, and my 12-year-old tested positive for COVID. I have not tested positive. I've tested negative, yay, but it's been crazy in this house, Seaton, running around trying to, uh, like Amy's sick. We've all been vaccinated, but Amy's pretty sick. Avery had a couple of days of feeling like a cold, but trying to contain her in uh, her room or to wear a mask every time, it's it is a challenge. I bet. And your washing machine and dishwasher broke this week, too. So you've had a double. <laughs> I got piles of dishes and piles of clothes. And uh, I, it's like it starts in the day. I have patience with my daughter. I'm like, okay, you've got to put your mask on. Put your mask on. Quit touching things, blah, blah, blah. And then about like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it's like, put your mask on or daddy's going to die. And it's just like, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't lose it. Well, we're anyway. thinking about you. No, it's it, I'm good. It's all good. Could be a lot worse. Um, if you want to reach out to us, Matt Harris Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and Seton, what's our Facebook page? It is Murdoch Podcast on Facebook. There you go. We uh, appreciate uh, all the love that we've been getting. We even appreciate uh, the people telling us what we can do better because that's what we try to do. Uh, we have a sponsor. Before we get to the sponsor, we want to tell you what's coming up on this show. And that is John Snyder, our legal analyst, is going to be joining us in a minute. A little overview of what we're going to be talking about today, uh, Seton. What, what, what do we got going on? So we have lots of legal stuff going on. So it was a great day to bring John in. There's been some filings from Alex attorneys. There's also, we've got some clarification on bond for Alex. So definitely a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. Yes. And some really amazing things about his uh, state of well-being. We'll get to that, but first we want to shout out to our friends at Founders Federal Credit Union. I want to say uh, hi to Nikki and Chris and the gang for uh, reaching out and wanting to be part of this program and this uh, podcast, so let's give them a little love now. Would you love to lower your existing auto loan rate by 1%? Look no further than Founders Federal Credit Union. Refinance your current auto loan, and we will beat your existing rate by 1%. Plus, make no payments for 90 days. Boats, motorcycles, and recreational vehicles are included. We're talking a lot about boats in this episode. I don't know if they got this rate. Never mind. Whether it's for the car you drive daily or the boat that's reserved for the weekends, an auto loan from Founders Federal Credit Union, a smart and affordable way to pay. Founders features flexible terms, low rates, fast, friendly service, 
and 24-hour account access with Founders Online and the Founders app. Relax with Founders. Don't miss out. Apply today at foundersfcu.com backslash auto or at an office near you. Terms and conditions apply. Membership qualification required. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Current auto loan must be with another financial institution. He is backed by popular demand. He is our legal analyst, former DA and former defense attorney, John Snyder. A lot of things happening since we did our last episode. Uh, Seaton, begin with three legal things that came down. Yes. So we had a partial satisfaction of judgment, which gave Randy Murdoch, Alex's brother, $46,000. We also have a confession of judgment, which gives Alex's former law partner, Parker, $477,000. And then after those two things, we got a motion for emergency order staying enforcement of confession of judgment, which was filed by the co-receivers. So John, can you break this down for us? Yes. We are now deep in the woods of nerd lawyer Nerdville. If there's a dispute between a party and the person who is owes money agrees that they completely owe money, they they put a sheet of paper into the courthouse called a confession of judgment, which is I agree that I owe this amount. That then gets recorded as a judgment. Those are now secured debts, just like a mortgage. So a mortgage gets recorded at the Register of Deeds. It's down at the courthouse. Judgments get recorded at the courthouse, and they show up on your title when they're doing a title search. So what this does is it puts the people that Alex owed money to at the front of a line of any disputes or liquidation of his estate. Now, we see that happening the receiver who now has the full power to act as Alex's, you know, financial um, daddy for lack of a better word, uh, yeah. they're, they're in charge of their finances. They say, whoa, 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 you can't, you can't do a confession of judgment without our approval. And so that's, that's what the petition is. And, and the reason is Alex is out there picking winners and losers over who's going to get what of his estate. Right. So I guess, so in other words, the, when, when his brother Randy and his law firm Parker, they want to jump to the front of the line and they want, so they, they file his official papers and they would go in front of even say the Satterfields maybe, right? They would go in front of everybody who has a, who has not yet gotten a judgment. And then uh. if Alex decided to file bankruptcy, a bankruptcy disillusion of the estate would put them at the front of the line or make sure they get paid. Now, it mm. might be pennies on the dollar, but they're still ahead of all the people that don't have a judgment at the time of filing bankruptcy. Gotcha. Okay. So in front of the beaches, in front of the Satterfields, any 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 civil case that comes down the pike, they're in front of. Okay. Do you think that it is likely that this motion will go through? Well, it's interesting. So they have the ability to dictate what happens with his finances, but they don't have a power of attorney where they can limit his legal rights. And so I don't know that they'll be successful. This is absolutely the right motion to have filed, but, mm-hmm. but he has a right to say, I'm guilty. 
which is essentially what a confession of judgment is. I gotcha. I gotcha. So he admits knowing it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've got this, like, you've got these two, he still has all his ability to make legal decisions, which a confession of judgment is the Mm. receiver has a right to say how things should be spent and how things should go. So the court, the court will determine whether this is a legal decision or a financial decision. Gotcha. Island Packet came out with an article this week where they said that the bond for the alleged murder-suicide plot appeared online before the hearing. And the clerk has responded and said this was an error. So let's talk about how this is possible and do you think it was an error? I, I think this is maybe one of the most clear indications of home cooking and what other people would call straight out corruption that you had a bond set without consulting the prosecutor and the only reason it's an issue is because they got caught and so when you read the responses of the people that did this they're like oh it's no big deal you know it, it was an error but it's never happened before or oh it's not a big deal it happens all the time except it does happen all the time when the prosecutor and the defense lawyer are talking and they've usually already talked to a judge. So this is one of those things that confirms, you know, all the people that, that believe there's a grand conspiracy. This is a pretty good piece of evidence towards that. How could it be an error? I mean, they, they had the bond amounts exactly what was given. So it wasn't like they just put some random amounts. They all matched up. And, right. And they, and they were for, there's no other like a clerical error that it was for some other case doesn't work because there's nothing else on the docket. Right. They look to it and try to find something that was similar and it's not there. I am amazed that they're just trying to pass this off. So like you said, that the defense and uh, the prosecution can get together and agree on something, but then they don't go through the rigmarole of being in front of the judge, right? It just, it's done. Yeah. We accept what you said. I accept what you said, right? That can happen. Yeah, so if one of your kids got arrested at 10 o'clock at night and you don't want them to spend the night in jail, your lawyer would call a DA and get them on the phone and say, hey, can we get a bond set right now so that I can go get you know little Jimmy out of, out of jail yeah. tonight? That's totally normal because the magistrate's going to say, what did the state say? And right. did, did you talk to the state? Or you get the DA and a judge on the phone and the judge will call down and say, set the bond at this. Never does it happen without the, the, the prosecution having some input. That's not being above board and above reproach. Is it possible that they reached a deal, but they also wanted to, for lack of a better term, perform in front of the judge and get some things on record or at least in the public's mind to help a case down the line? The prosecution said we we never agreed to a bond till the okay. hearing. Well, that's true. And they so, were alive. Yeah, and there is huge connection between. I'm not picking on a political party, but these folks are all friends and all in the same political party, and they've all helped each other get elected. They've all helped each other stay in office. Well, I'll tell you the tie-in. The judge's brother-in-law, Judge Alexander, who was doing the bond hearing, uh, her, uh, Judge Alexander's brother-in-law is Chief Alexander running for Hampton County Sheriff, running unopposed. Right. Uh, he's, he's raised $20,000. 6000 was from members of Alec Murdoch's former law firm, 1000 from his brother, 
Randy, a, a company affiliated with Murdoch's older brother, John Marvin, donated a couple hundred bucks as well. Uh, and you know the argument that they make is everybody's connected to everybody. But good Lord, man, it's amazing how everybody's connected to everybody. And it doesn't necessarily, again, not necessarily mean there's there's heinous, uh, illicit things going on. But geez, can you know anybody else? I mean, it's crazy. Well, well even, even if there was nobody else, like, you just go through and get the solicitor to agree to it beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Could the judge face some sort of um, reprimand for this? I would imagine they'll square up and down that this is, you know, witch hunt or some political agenda, but it stinks. It happens every once in a while. Like, if you can't get the DA on the phone and it is little Jimmy, you're going to probably, a magistrate's probably going to agree to it. But in a case this serious, with all the other issues surrounding this case, it just seems not to pass the smell test in setting a bond without talking to the the prosecution this time. Okay, let's move to um, another amazing development. Uh, South Carolina judge has denied Alec Murdoch bond mean he's going to remain bars, at least for the time being. We'll get to the appeal in a second. The evaluation, the psychiatric evaluation was submitted. And according to Judge Clifton Newman, he wrote that Alec Murdoch is a danger to himself and others. Wow. Yes. And so Griffin, his attorney, respectively disagreed with it. And they were looking at legal options, which we'll get to later. Bland responded to some of it. He said that he thinks Alec is still a clear and present danger to the community and himself. He hasn't seen the psychiatric evaluation, but he said since the original bond hearing, Alec had taken financial actions, which clearly show that he has no respect for the judicial process, legitimate creditors, and victims of his criminal activities. I want to point out that you, when you're referring to Bland, it's Eric Bland, who is the attorney for the Gloria Satterfield estate. Gloria Satterfield, uh, the housekeeper and nanny that uh, fell down the stairs to her death uh, a few years ago. And Alec is accused of embezzling the money that should have gone to her heirs. And that's who Eric Bland represents. When she talks about Bland, that's who she's talking about. We have to put out of his statement, I think this is, he always has epic quotes. And this one, he says, Alec Murdoch will no longer be receiving favorable treatment, but will be drinking from the same cup of justice as other charged criminals in the state drink from. Your initial response when you see this, uh, John, and I know there's many repercussions and ripple effects that will go down the line when it comes to civil suits and criminal suits, but what hits you in the head when you see this? I think the judge may have done a, not an improper order, but an incomplete order that will give the defense enough basis to appeal. And, and I think they've already entered their notice of appeal to have the courts review it. Mm -hmm. Um, the big issue here is he didn't make any findings of fact. He made a general statement about, I believe him to be a danger, but he doesn't say why. And so that in and of itself could make it an incomplete order. Uh, what Alex's uh, attorneys are saying is that, you know, habeas corpus, you're basically keeping somebody 
in jail uh, without really an official reason, right? Is that what I'm saying? That's what they're saying. They're saying the judge departed from the normative standard for bond in a, quote, white-collar case and has made a kind of a sweeping statement about him being a danger to himself and to society without any specific findings. Gotcha. Because he, he doesn't review, he doesn't say what was actually in the psychiatric finding. So that makes sense. And also now we know that it is going to the South Carolina Supreme Court. Yes. Um, they do say that talking about the psychiatrist who evaluated him does did not find that he was a danger to himself or the community. Yeah. So in the filings, we find, of course, we mentioned that the judge does not release any of the findings, but in the filing to the Supreme Court, Griffin and Harpootlian disclosed uh, the psychiatrist is Dr. Donna Maddox, and their quote is, Dr. Maddox did not find that Murdoch is a danger to himself or the community. Uh, the petition said Maddox did diagnose Murdoch with severe opioid disorder. And, you know, he's been in treatment, of course. Maddox also recommended that Murdoch continue receiving treatment at a residential facility for additional eight to 10 weeks, then intensive outpatient treatment, and that petitioner received grief counseling and trauma therapy. So that is been released in their Supreme Court filing. And also they say in the filing, the offense is not a capital offense, is not punishable by life in prison, and is not a violent offense as defined by the General Assemblies. As a result, the South Carolina Constitution guarantees Murdoch the right to pre-trial release upon posting reasonable bond. A lot to take in there, and then it goes into not having guns and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, John, does that clear things up a little bit in their I, filing? Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly what the basis of their appeal is, which is the judge, the judge said, I'm going to review this stuff, and then I'm going to make a decision based on the evidence I'm given. And then the judge is given evidence and reaches a different conclusion and doesn't make any findings in his order. And so I think they've got a pretty good uh, basis for having their appeal granted on these grounds. Gotcha. Just out of curiosity, how long will this appeal take? In my mind, those things kind of take a long time, but he's still in jail. Will they speed it up or how long do you think? They'll speed it up because it's a it's a kind of like a habeas corpus. It's a, a immediate and emergency issue. The only thing that will remediate it is for the court to review it. Also, it went right to the Supreme Court because they have original jurisdiction. And so they, their job is to hear cases like this quickly. And if you want to get uh, crazy with connections again, <laughs> Donna Maddox, psychiatrist in South Carolina, legal community knows her, been in a bunch of big criminal trials around the state. She's the wife of a state judge, Cordell Maddox of Anderson. So there we go again. <laughs> Somebody's always connected to somebody in this story. Who knows if, if Alec was ever in front of him or not? I, I, I don't know, but it's just still crazy that every time we turn around, somebody's connected to a judge or a police chief or who Well. Unlike the stuff that's going on in Hampton County, this psychiatrist is probably the, the best one in the state. Mm -hmm. And and she's not going to throw her professional reputation away for no. one client. Or one, no. you, know, you know what I mean? Like, it was always this thing. We had a case where we had a, a Harvard professor 
who was the the psychological expert in a murder case. And even though he's a hired gun, he's a Harvard professor. So he naturally wasn't going to give the wrong answer just to help one one, right, one client right. or yeah. one patient. Yeah. Yeah. I probably should have made that more clear. It doesn't necessarily mean something uh, elicited or, or crazy is going on. However, it's just always bizarre that anytime you bring up a name, <laughs> they're, they're, they're connected just the way South Carolina is. And it doesn't mean anything bad. It's just the way it is, right? Uh, Bland and Richter respond, this case and crimes are unique. Ordinary bond rules are not applicable in our view. So I just kind of wanted to get your take on that. You know, they're just saying that hard cases make bad law. And so, you know, they they want to see him kind of punished. And, and they're starting to make bond seem like it's a punitive thing. I believe that's going to be a losing argument for them. And I'm sure in their careers, they've made the opposite argument lots of times about why bond rules should be applied uniformly. And, and I believe that. Even if you don't like what the outcome is, you've got to follow what the system is. And if the system says normally in a case like this, you'd get bond, you get bond. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I, I think their argument's a little, you know, they're, they're going a little bit overboard in their argument, no, nothing to do with the merits of their argument. I just think it's appropriate. Um, if everybody else gets bond in a case, he shouldn't get special treatment, good or bad. He should get, uniform treatment that's that's what the justice system should be is where things are applied fairly and without regard to who somebody is but but looking at what they've done and what what the law is on what they've done thank you john thank you thanks guys love good being luck. with you good luck in your meeting bye. Bye. bye all right so we're wrapping up john did a great job again thank you john and thanks to all who have reached out and commented and given us five stars and shared this podcast and given us great notes to work on so we can get better every single time. At least that's our hope. And if you want to reach out to us, Seton, what do they do? You can reach us at Murdoch Podcast on Facebook. And we will talk soon. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nyx.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. I'm an American vigilante. I have a question for you. What would you do if someone you cared about was abducted, taken from you? Would you call me? Would you care? 
about how I got them back. Download American Vigilante now.